Section 46 of Expository Thoughts on the Gospel of St. Matthew by J. C. Ryle. Chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. The Canaanitish Mother. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. Then Jesus went thence, and departed into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coasts, and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meant to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Another of our Lord's miracles is recorded in these verses. The circumstances which attend it are peculiarly full of interest. Let us take them up in order and see what they are. Every word in these narratives is rich in instruction. We see, in the first place, that true faith may sometimes be found where it might have been least expected. A Canaanitish woman cries to our Lord for help on behalf of her daughter. Have mercy on me, she says, O Lord, thou son of David. Such a prayer would have showed great faith had she lived in Bethany or Jerusalem, but when we find that she came from the coasts of Tyre and Sidon, such a prayer may well fill us with surprise. It ought to teach us that it is grace, not place, which makes people believers. We may live in a prophet's family, like Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, and yet continue impenitent, unbelieving, and fond of the world. We may dwell in the midst of superstition and dark idolatry, like the little maid in Naaman's house, and yet be faithful witnesses for God and his Christ. Let us not despair of any one's soul, merely because his lot is cast in an unfavorable position. It is possible to dwell in the coasts of Tyre and Sidon, and yet sit down in the kingdom of God. We see, in the second place, that affliction sometimes proves a blessing to a person's soul. This Canaanitish mother no doubt had been sorely tried. She had seen her darling child vexed with a devil, and had been unable to relieve her. But yet that trouble brought her to Christ and taught her to pray. Without it she might have lived and died in careless ignorance, and never seen Jesus at all. Surely it was good for her that she was afflicted. Psalm 119, verse 71. Let us mark this well. There is nothing which shows our ignorance so much as our impatience under trouble. We forget that every cross is a message from God, and intended to do us good in the end. Trials are intended to make us think, to wean us from the world, to send us to the Bible, to drive us to our knees. Health is a good thing, but sickness is far better, if it leads us to God. Prosperity is a great mercy, but adversity is a greater one if it brings us to Christ. Anything, 
Anything is better than living in carelessness and dying in sin. Better a thousand times to be afflicted, like the Canaanitish mother, and like her to flee to Christ, than to live at ease, like the rich fool, and die at last without Christ and without hope. Luke chapter 12, verse 20. We see, in the third place, that Christ's people are often less gracious and compassionate than Christ himself. The woman about whom we are reading found small favor with our Lord's disciples. Perhaps they regarded an inhabitant of the coasts of Tyre and Sidon as unworthy of their master's help. At any rate, they said, send her away. There is only too much of this spirit among many who profess and call themselves believers. They are apt to discourage inquirers after Christ, instead of helping them forward. They are too ready to doubt the reality of a beginner's grace, because it is small, and to treat him as Saul was treated when he first came to Jerusalem after his conversion. They believed not that he was a disciple. Acts chapter 9, verse 26. Let us beware of giving way to this spirit. Let us seek to have more of the mind that was in Christ. Like him, let us be gentle and kind and encouraging in all our treatment of those who are seeking to be saved. Above all, let us tell men continually that they must not judge of Christ by Christians. Let us assure them that there is far more in that gracious master than there is in the best of his servants. Peter and James and John may say to the afflicted soul, Send her away. But such a word never came from the lips of Christ. He may sometimes keep us long waiting, as he did this woman, but he will never send us empty away. We see, in the last place, what encouragement there is to persevere in prayer both for ourselves and others. It is hard to conceive a more striking illustration of this truth than we have in this passage. The prayer of this afflicted mother at first seemed entirely unnoticed. Jesus answered her not a word, yet she prayed on. The saying which by and by fell from our Lord's lips sounded discouraging. I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Yet she prayed on, Lord, help me. The second saying of our Lord was even less encouraging than the first. It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Yet hope deferred did not make her heart sick. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 12. Even then she was not silenced. Even then she finds a plea for some crumbs of mercy to be granted to her, and her importunity obtained at length a gracious reward. O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. That promise never yet was broken, seek and ye shall find. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Let us remember this history when we pray for ourselves. We are sometimes tempted to think that we get no good by our prayers, and that we may as well give them up altogether. Let us resist the temptation. It comes from the devil. Let us believe and pray on, against our besetting sins, against the spirit of the world, against the wiles of the devil. Let us pray on, and not faint, for strength to do duty, for grace to bear our trials, for comfort in every trouble. Let us continue in prayer. Let us be sure that no time is so well spent in every day as that which we spend upon our knees. Jesus hears us, and in his own good time will give us an answer. Let us remember this history when we intercede for others. 
Have we children whose conversion we desire? Have we relations and friends about whose salvation we are anxious? Let us follow the example of this Canaanitish woman and lay the state of their souls before Christ. Let us name their names before him night and day and never rest till we have an answer. We may have to wait many a long year. We may seem to pray in vain and intercede without profit. But let us never give up. Let us believe that Jesus is not changed, and that he who heard the Canaanitish mother and granted her request will also hear us, and one day give us an answer of peace. End of section 46